So please, Avengers, don't sue us. We don't have money. <laughs> that stoners will be stoned. And then the car just floors it, and it's just... It gets, like, the hell out of there real fast. It crosses like a medium. Remember how I explained there's a difference between... Oh, haunted house scream, and a... I am about to die scream. Well... I believe that this is more of a I'm about to die scream. Michael kicks the door, the driver's side door open, hits the gun, she flips it around and blows her own brains out. I'm like, are you kidding me? No problem, Ryan Reynolds. Anything for you. Empowering herself with the power of penis. Yes, yes, it's very weird. If you are in a haunted house that has the walls covered with oil, that should be a red sign. This is a haunted house, not a goddamn O'Reilly's Auto Parts. This can only be one of two things. It's either a video game world, kind of like GTA, or it's Detroit. Yeah, when you turn on the serial killer that you were interviewing for your news reporting TV show, yeah, you're kind of fucked. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Tyler's Thursday Takes that has been in production for quite a while. As most of you know, I like to have clips from said movie or TV show or whatever it is that I watch as part of my episodes, but unfortunately due to internet restrictions that is not a possibility at the moment. So until we get that situated, I'm going to try to do the best that I can to still provide an entertaining show but hopefully you can all bear with me and understand that i'm trying (laughs) so on this week's episode of tyler's thursday takes we are going to be reviewing the 2020 movie that i don't know if it was a hulu exclusive i think it was if not i watched it on hulu so feel free to watch it on hulu is rent a pal It is unrated, it is an hour and 48 minutes long, and it has a 6.2 out of 10 rating on IMDb. So, as you can see, it's a little bit over half, and the whole reason I decided to even watch this movie was because my girlfriend, soon to be future wife, has had an obsession with The Big Bang Theory recently, and I just so happened to watch a movie, not a movie, a YouTube video kind of discussing where the actors are now and one of the actors who makes an appearance on there multiple times is will wheaton and will wheaton is in this movie and when they described it in the video i was like huh that sounds interesting and for those of you who are wondering before we hop into it rent a pal is basically a movie about this loner dude who can't get a girlfriend and basically finds a vhs tape which is rent a pal and that is his only friend for the most part Let's go ahead and get into the main pieces who are acting in this movie. We have Brian Landis Fulkins as David, who is our main loner character. We have the, as mentioned, Will Wheaton as Andy. Kathleen Brady as Lucille. Amy Rutledge as Lisa. And Adrian Egolf as Diane. Besides that, everyone else is kind of basically useless. But that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and get right on into this. So the beginning of the movie starts off with our main protagonist, David, basically watching these different clips of these different girls who you find out sent their videos into this dating service. For those of you who are listening and were not alive during the 80s, 
we didn't necessarily have internet around then, so you couldn't just hop on Tinder or Bumble or whatever it is that the kids use nowadays. You would actually send in video VHS tapes to these dating services, and you could rent these and basically meet new people that way. So it's odd, but that's basically what he's reviewing. He's watching these three different ones, writing down the stuff that he likes, the people that he likes, and basically he goes back up to the dating service, and he goes, hey, I'd like to talk to these people. Has anybody, you know, wanted to see me? And the lady at the counter is just like, no. But if you want, you can buy some more. And we can even record a new video for you. And maybe you can meet more people that way. And he's like, oh, okay, sure. And so he goes into this interview. And he does a really good interview. He basically explains how he just wants to find somebody to care for because he lives with his dementia-ridden grandmother and how he's just used to caring for people and he just wants to find somebody who also cares about people. And it's like really nice and he has this whole long thing. And once he's done saying it, the guy who's recording his interview basically goes, yeah, sorry, dude, you're going to have to cut that down. He's like, but... All the other videos are like a minute long. He's like, yeah, that's for the girls, okay? The guys don't get a whole minute of time, okay? We got a whole bunch of guys who send in their videos, you know? So you're just going to have to do like a short one. And he's like, oh, okay. And he does it again, and he fumbles through it, and it's completely awkward. And he just absolutely fumbles the bag afterwards. And it's like, dude, he had it. Like, why is just everything going against this guy right now? It's just so completely ridiculous as to why this is happening. But afterwards, he continues to go back home. And he you kind of see what his normal life is like, taking care of his dementia mom, where she has to be helped just eating and just, you know, doing the basic necessities and how she's constantly forgetting stuff. And he's trying to help her and... It's just, it just doesn't go very well for him. And so the next day he decides to go back up to the dating service place. And while he's there, he's like, hey, did, did I get any hits? And they're like, no, sorry, this type of stuff usually takes a while. You're going to have to wait. And so he's looking through the through the clearance bin and he sees this VHS tape and it's it's just called Rent-A-Pal. And he's like, sure, why not? And so he buys it, takes it home. And basically, it's what you would think it is. It's just a recording of a guy sitting there talking into it like, Oh, what the hi, I'm, I'm Andy. I, this is pretty weird, but I want to try to be your friend today. And, of course, everything's recorded, so it's not like he's able to actually respond to anything that's being said. But it seems like it. he'll be like, Oh, so what's your name? I have a cousin named that. That That's so crazy. And so you can kind of figure out, oh, okay, this is weird. And so David talks to it for a little bit, but he just ends up falling asleep, kind of watching it. Next day, he gets a phone call. It's from the dating service. And they're like, hey, we have a hit. Uh, would you like to come up here? And somebody liked your video and they want to meet you. And he's like, yeah. And so he takes off. He gets all the way up there. He's like, oh, uh, who is it? And they're like, okay, here's her file. Her her name is Lucille, or her name's Lisa. She's She she said that she really liked your video. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he tries to take the information in the VHS. And she's like, oh, sorry, we need, you need to pay for it. 
and he realizes he left his wallet, so he's got to go all the way back, gets his wallet, comes all the way back, and they're like, ah, sorry, she matched with somebody else. And so now he's completely gone off the deep end. He comes back home, he's drinking, watches the whole video for Rent-A-Pal, and basically starts feeding into it more. And the more that he sits there and talks to Andy, he kind of opens up about how his mom's kind of abusive. And it's weird because in the video, Andy's like, wow, sounds like you got one of the good moms. And because, of course, it's recorded, so it's not like he's able to actually respond to anything that he says. And so it continues on, and he's just... More and more, he keeps watching this Andy tape, and he keeps talking to him. He'll rewind it to the exact point where he's about to talk to him, and then he'll play it through, and he'll be like, oh, wow, that's a great story. And he's basically just bonding with this VHS tape until one day he gets another call, and it's from the dating service again, and it's about Lisa. And so he goes back up there, and they're like, yeah, apparently the person that she matched with didn't really turn out so she wanted she watched your video again and she saw the original one because we deleted your old one but she saw the first one she really liked it and so she wanted to meet you and so they set up a date and they go to a a roller rink and they're really nice to each other she's a caretaker at a local uh, old folks home she actually went to college for it and he explains how oh he takes care of his dementia mom and how that's something they have in common and she's like yeah in the video i noticed that you're talking about how you just want somebody who cares about people and i think that's really sweet and you don't find that in a lot of guys and so they really kind of bond and they have this nice moment and the entire night they start talking and they just have a good time and so they end up going their separate ways they actually take a picture together he gets her number so it turned out pretty nice and so he goes home and he starts watching the video with Andy and he's like oh I met this great girl she's so nice and at one point he ends up pausing the video because he has to go check on his mom or something and you can almost see that Andy on the VHS tape is almost kind of staring at him like mad that he knows that he's not gonna have David's attention anymore And so now fast forward, they're supposed to have another date on Saturday, and he's talking to him, and he's talking to Andy, and he talks about how, oh, he's going to go on a date, and the videotape goes, oh, but but we were supposed to play cards. No, forget it. Go. It's fine. No, I thought I was here for you, but I guess, no, I guess you're not here for me. And David cancels his plans with lisa to hold up playing go fish with the vhs tape that he can't win because in the recording andy wins the game so you kind of begin to see how this tape has become such a important part of his life to where he's completely ignoring all that he could think about a week ago was just trying to get a girlfriend and now he he blew off a date that he was supposed to have with this girl to play go fish and play cards with Andy. And so at this point, 
he's kind of going off the deep end for the most part. And so unbeknownst to David, at the very beginning of the day, usually he locks the door because since his mother has dementia, she'll just leave. And if she goes out, there's no telling where she would go because she's just kind of lost in the head. So as he's playing cards with Andy all night, he goes upstairs and he asks his mom, he's like, hey, do you want anything for a snack before you go to bed? Of course, there's no answer, and he looks into the living room, and the front door is wide open. So now he's panicking. He thinks he's going to call the cops. He's like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that because then they might take her away. And so he starts driving around, and he goes to a phone booth, and instead of calling the cops, he calls Lisa. And he's like, I need help. My mom got out. I don't know where she is. I'm freaking out. She's like, look, don't worry. We'll figure it out. And so he picks her up, and then they start looking for her. And she asks him, she's like, well, where would she go if she was out like this? And he he figures it out. And he goes to this bus stop. And she's sitting there. She's like, I'm waiting on the bus. I'm going to be late for Gerald's recital because her husband and David's dad was this, like, famous jazz pianist and he was really good, and so in her mind, she thinks she's back in the time where she would go to his recital and everything, but her father, or his father already killed himself a long time ago, so he's not even alive, and so he's like, no, mom, we need to go back, and she's like, no, I gotta wait for it, and Lisa's like, look, we're here to pick you up, but the bus broke down, so we're here to take you to the recital, because we know that you wanted to go really bad, and she's like, oh, okay that's weird but they end up getting her in the car and they take her back home and you can tell Lisa's having a good time and David's having a good time and they get back to the house they get the mother in bed and basically Lisa and David go into his bedroom which is in the basement of the house and things kind of get a little heavy and she touches his leg and since David's never been with the woman before he kind of finishes the race early I guess we could say and so she's like oh I'm sorry I didn't think to he's like no it's fine and he ends up readjusting on the couch and he turns on the tv and in the tv is the rent-a-pal video and he's like laughing at him because it was the last part that was out on the video and he turns it off and she's like what was that he's like don't worry about it She's like, was that from the video store? He's like, I said, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And then they just kind of have this argument. He's like, get, just go, get out of here. And she ends up leaving. And it's just ended on a very weird and awkward note. And for the next couple of days, he basically ignores her. She calls the house. She's like, hey, I just wanted to see how you were doing and see if you're all right. And so this entire time, he's just kind of been in his room. He hasn't done anything. He'll go out every once in a while to do chores. But besides that, he's pretty much just drinking and going to sleep. And he wakes up one day, and he's going to put in the Rent-A-Pal video, and it's not in the VHS. It's not in its case. And so he's throwing everything around, trying to find this videotape, and he can't find it anywhere, pulling all the VHSs off the shelves. He even goes upstairs and sees his mom's favorite movie because it reminds her of her husband and he snaps it in half because he's so mad that he can't find it and he walks into the kitchen 
and in the kitchen is his mom and she's like David do we have any more tape this tape just it's it's not even sticky anymore and he looks and he realizes that she's been cutting up the rent-a-pal video and so he loses it and he like hits her with the VHS tape and he just leaves her there for the longest time and he's so mad and he just goes and sits in his room and he's just sitting there just thinking to himself and he goes to the video store and they don't they don't have another rent-a-pal there at first and so he's like freaking out and there's this dude who's actually holding one and he takes it from him as he's holding it and he throws the money at the counter and he's like and he leaves he gets back home put puts in the vhs while his mom is still wailing upstairs because she got smacked in the face with the vhs tape and he's watching the video and basically it starts to say some like really weird things like you know what to do you know what needs to be done and so he goes back upstairs and he picks up his mom and he's like like, I'm sorry, Mom. It's okay. Everything's fine. And she looks at him. And she's like, oh, thank you, David. Which is weird because, like, throughout the entire movie, she keeps thinking that David is her husband. And she keeps forgetting, basically, that David Ingram exists. And he, like, kind of pushes her away a little bit to arm's length. And he's looking at her. And, like, it almost looks like he's like, oh, she finally recognizes me. And then he gets really close to her ear and goes, You're the reason that dad killed himself. And she looks at him and she's like, What? And then he pushes her down the stairs and like you it's you kind of see all of it. <laughs> like you can see that she's pretty mangled at the bottom of the stairs. And so she's basically dead. <laughs> like she's gone. And for some reason he ends up calling over calling over Lisa. And he's like, hey, can you come help me with my mom? And she gets there, and she even brings food. And when she gets there, she realizes that something's not right. And then she notices his mom at the bottom of the steps. And so he tries to fight her, and there's this big struggle. And he hits her with a pan, and then she ends up stabbing him. And he's basically just kind of almost given up. He's like sitting in the kitchen where everything is like there's a, just this big mess and she ends up leaving and going out the front door and he's just kind of sitting there bleeding and then all the TVs kind of start to turn on in the house and they all have Andy from Rent-A-Pal and basically saying oh this is how it's supposed to be now it could be you and me together and basically saying oh you did a good job but everything's fine now and you can go and you can be happy and it's been great knowing you and he basically just dies right in front of the tv just because he ends up bleeding to death from being stabbed to hell (laughs) and that's the end of it so the death count in this only turned out to be two And it's kind of weird to call it a horror movie because it's not really scary in any way. I saw one review on it that said this is more like a character study, which I agree with because you kind of see how being alone for such a long period of time and having your only kind of social interaction be with a VHS tape, see how that could really affect the human mind. 
and it's just very interesting to see the course that this movie takes but i wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie but enough with that let's get in to the ratings so the ratings for this movie as we can go ahead and remember before i started off it was a 6.2 out of 10 on imdb let's go ahead and get into my review so my personal opinion it's an interesting movie like i said with the one review that i saw it's not so much a horror movie so much as you kind of watch this man's descent into madness and see how being so self-reliant on a vhs tape that it isn't even sentient it doesn't talk to you it i'm in the lowest form of communication it talks to you but he doesn't actually care for you or feel anything it's just a tv screen and you see how his dependence on this vhs tape really takes its toll on him mentally and you see his descent just at that one major event just completely lose it and so it's crazy to kind of see how that kind of social isolation can really take effect on a person in the aspect that he's not able to, I guess, function properly in a proper society. And so I wouldn't necessarily say it's a horror movie. It's not your typical horror movie. And I've seen some weird ones, but this just doesn't really cut the cake for me. But on the flip side, like I said, it is still pretty interesting. If you have the time, I'd say watch it. It's not by any means terrible. It's really interesting to kind of see how this takes a toll on him mentally. And it's just a change of pace. And it's 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 a nice change of pace. But let's go ahead and get into the ratings for this movie. And we'll go ahead and start with the plot. For the plot, I'm going to give it a 2 mainly because I feel like it was good. It was very, I guess, straightforward way to look into the life of somebody who's socially deprived of interactions and and is really just reliant on this TV screen. And I guess you can almost kind of say that that's symbolism for society, but I don't think that's where they were going for because it's the whole aspect of his social isolation and this almost kind of personal connection he has to it that it doesn't really it would have been more interesting if the ending would have gone a little bit different i understand him cutting up the or having the vhs be cut up is like killing a friend to him almost in his mind but for him to not only kill his mom but then to try to bring lisa over it's just i didn't understand that and that's what kind of held the plot back a little bit for the acting i'm also gonna i'm gonna give it a 2.5 i feel like the main actor his full name is brian landis vulcans he did a really good job you can he really embodies the just complete i guess breaking of the mental state of this man that he really really pulled through with it the mom does a good job and will beaten of course which is andy i mean all he really does is talk into a camera but i mean it's it does what it's supposed to 
And Lisa does a good job, too, of being that kind of sympathetic caregiver. But Brian Landis actually really put it over the top for me. This show actually won an award. I say show. This movie won an award. Because of that, he won at the Grimfest Awards Best Actor. And so he got rewarded for that. So that's why I feel like this really brings it up to a 2.5. And for cinematography, I'm also going to give it a 2. I felt like it was... Very nice. There were a couple shots that were a little dark, but overall it was very clean. Very, it was very cinematic in some of the shots. There's one scene where the mom is in the back seat after she gets picked up after her dementia ride, where she just kind of goes to the bus station and she's like looking at all the lights and they're all having a good time. And it's shot from like outside the car and it really kind of has this warm feeling around them and it makes you feel like everything's going to be good but as soon as he comes into his basement again you kind of see this the light coming from the tv and everything else around him dark. to where once he comes back home all that he has in his life is that television screen and it's really amplified by the complete darkness around him and I feel like the cinematography in this was was really good so I'm gonna leave it with a with the two uh if there could have been a couple more like i don't want to have to say more interesting shots but you know just a little bit more with it it would have been a three but definitely a, a two it was still very good uh, and i really very much enjoyed it actually you know what I'm, I'm gonna give it a three it was i say more interesting shots but the more that i think back on it it's it just Especially with the feel of it, it feels 70s and 80s throughout the entire time. And I know a lot of that is set design, but it's just so well done. You can always see the lines in the VHS tape, and it's just... I'm, I'm, I'm making an executive decision. This is my show, <laughs> and I'm giving it a 3. And then we go on to the bonus points. <sighs> for, the, for the bonus points, I'll, I'll just give it a, a point two. Mainly because the whole 80s feel of it, they did a really good job. There wasn't anything into it that really spoke out to me that was like, oh, this really set it over the top. It was just kind of, I liked the aesthetic of it, but there was nothing that really pushed it over the edge for me to be that extra bonus. So let's go ahead and run through the points again. We had a 2 for the plot, a 2.5 for the acting, a 3 for the cinematography, and the 0.2 for the bonus. So if you go ahead, add all that up. We are now sitting at a... That's right, a 7.7. Right? Yes. Sorry, my math is a little bit off. 7.7. So yeah, it is a little bit higher than the IMDb rating, but like I said, it's very well shot it has a very simple premise but it's one that really kind of hits home i wouldn't say hits home but it, it hits hard and it really you understand what's going on throughout the majority of the movie the ending is a little bit shoddy to me but overall the plots it the plot's really strong it's just for the ending <laughs> the acting is great and the cinematography is also great so I would definitely say if you have time, please do check this out. Watch it. It's only it's just under two hours long, so it's a little bit of a sit-down movie, but 
I'd say overall, it's definitely worth the watch. And that is all for today's episode. Thank you once again for everyone who stopped by to listen. I know that the episodes are few and far between right now. A lot of it happens to do with the fact that the internet that I'm dealing with is just, it's not up to par. I'm not able to get out the kind of show that I want for everyone. And that's what's really holding me back. I don't want to make excuses for it, but I also don't want to give out a shoddy product either. But thank you for anyone who stopped by and is still listening. I'm going to try to do everything that I can to try to increase the production value. It is it's hard out here, but we are definitely going to give it our best shot. And once again, thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. Without Anchor, none of this would be possible. And it's just barely possible with the internet that I have. But thank you once again. And thank you, I guess, in a way, Cheyenne, for kind of inspiring me to watch this movie i wouldn't say inspiring but you basically kind of are the reason that i watched this movie and so it's i i would suggest everyone give it a watch but once again thank you everyone for stopping by and listening and i hope to see you all next week and remember if you're ever lonely don't watch videos as your only friend go out and touch grass thank you everyone see you next week I'm 40 years young, (laughs) and um, I live with my mother.